Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Hey, paisanos! Why? I don't... You're not Italian. No, but it's an iconic line from the Super Mario show. The show? Yeah, they had the Super Mario Super Show. With, like, Captain Lou Albano from the WWF at the time played Mario. Like, it was a whole big thing. I've never heard of a Super no. Mario Brothers do, do, TV do, do, show. Do, do, do. I know what... Brother Mario Brothers, so we're here to say... Yeah. Yeah. That's a... a I, it, the whole opening was a rap. It was, like, in the 80s. It I wish you could everything. all see how excited CJ is about this fucking Mario Brothers garbage TV show. Okay. Oh, do you want to talk about garbage? You watched The Bachelorette. Those are different kinds and of garbage. And soap operas. I don't want to even dig and Love Island response. Soap operas are the greatest form of entertainment. Oh, okay. Anyway, but yeah, it was the 80s. If you know me, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I loved Captain Lou Albano. Uh, so it was just... It was the show to watch. And then they did that terrible movie with the Goombas who look like... I've seen the movie. I've seen yeah. the movie. Tell the fucks who you are. Yeah. Hi, everybody. It's me, CJ. Is that it? No, no, no. Any... no, any. Yeah, like... that's all we get. Um, you already know the rest. I'm married to a famous drag queen. Uh, I was naked on the internet. Uh, I was mentioned in the first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. Yeah. Um, I'm featured on Gummy Bear. I, I really don't need to go through my accolades. Accolades. <laughs> More like... Dishonorable mentions. Uh, I'm the producer of an award-winning stage show. Anyways. Did I continue? No? Anyways. Right, you know who I am. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael, and I don't brag about anything I do, because y'all don't give a shit. Because you don't do anything. That's not the point. Stop <laughs> it. That's not the point. If you're listening, that means it is a beautiful Tuesday. We are getting hit with a hurricane right now. I know. We're battering, battering down, or what do you call it? What's it called? Hammering down. Hammering hungry, down, hungry down. Because Hurricane Elsa would not let it go and showed up to Orlando. I'm going to laugh. Like, we're going to like sit here, hunker down for fucking two days, and it's going to be nothing. Like, watched. we always do. Like right, Matthew, every time. Like, Matthew hit, and they were like, it's going to be the worst storm ever. Disney closed, Universal closed, SeaWorld closed, and then a chair blew over, and we'll never forget. I evacuated for fucking Matthew. Did I went up really? to Georgia because I, I had a friend in town. We're like, we're not going to sit here and not do anything. So we literally drove up to fucking Georgia and did Six Flags over Georgia's Halloween festival instead of doing Horror Nights and Mickey's Not So Scary. Well, it didn't matter they were canceled. Let me tell you, bad idea. Well, yeah. It was like I the mean, cheesiest fucking thing I've ever done in my entire life. Nothing compares to Halloween Horror Nights and Not So Scary. Like, it's it's impossible to compete with that. Michael, how was your week? It was good. I really didn't do anything super, super exciting. Um, I relaxed. You know, today happens to be my birthday. So. I know, I was saving that for later, but that's oh. okay. And, you know, I worked a viewing party for Ginger. And... I know. It was your first, like, real event with Ginger. Like, outside of, like, the stage shows with Golden Girls. Yeah, the bingo, yeah. It was your first, like, drag race event. Event. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot. It's a lot. It was a lot of work, it was a lot of work but, like, it wasn't, like, work that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, like, I forewarned like... you going into season. I was like, oh, just wait. During season, it gets hectic. And, I mean, that but was But it wasn't, experience. like, uncomfortable, hectic, or, like, not like not enjoyable hectic like it no but you have to have that smile and that personality turned on the entire time i do i'm a fucking joy to be around no no, i'm not saying that but it's like you have to put on like 
that character right because you're a representation of the right brand, oh absolutely and it's just having that smile and like you killed it with the meet and greet just engaging everybody while they waited and just was like the hostess with the mostest and like all that kind of shit y'all so ain't gonna get you. me thank you y'all ain't gonna get me not being nice right i i'm proud of you and just thank think you. it's only gonna get more just crazy the, from just this the beginning baby it's just the beginning how was your week cj um wow 18 shows in and finally michael takes the cue to just ask <laughs> so proud of you we're, we're making leaps and bounds michael leaps and bounds thanks there uh, my week was great uh like michael said we did a viewing party uh this past thursday uh, this past thursday for drag race uh which was fun we have another one coming up in two weeks over at the abbey in orlando as of today we have no more vips left so you're fucked and screwed out of that right you ain't getting um, a vip sis but you can go and get your ga ticket which is just a viewing party and then after the viewing party we're doing a little drag show with our good friends uh right after so it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm excited for that other than that my week has been kind of lackluster you know we're confirming some other big things in the works like i say every week because every week we're doing something new and exciting you never know what's gonna happen and i'm excited for the things that are happening so big things are coming down i'm making up a song yeah you know try everything you know you never know what'll stick that is very true yeah. throw it against the wall and see what sticks exactly you know so it'll be it'll be fun it'll be exciting stop diversifying the profile <laughs> it is it is i'm excited for it me too i'm excited i don't know any of the things you're talking about but you know i'm sure things fun yeah things up. there are some things that i like to keep secret oh we'll expose later in the you know keep them the close to the breast yeah we'll keep abreast of the situation did you tell the people how well i dyed your hair <laughs> If you didn't watch our live stream, which we already talked about in the last episode, Michael dyeing my hair, because it was two weeks ago at this point. Was it really? <laughs> and what we did talk we did talk about it on the last episode. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. Oh well well I'm just giving everybody a little recap. His hair still looks great two weeks later. <laughs> Because we didn't go live this past Friday. So we, we did it. We were busy planning for our big Fuck Yeah America party. We were. Oh, yeah. That's what, what else we did this week. We oh, celebrated we did. July 4th on Sunday with a bunch of close friends and family. And, you know, everybody came over to me and Ginger's house. We got drunk. Michael's bedroom. And just kind of drank, chilled by the pool. I barbecued. We just, you know, we lit up some fireworks and we celebrated America. Right. Because America. Because fuck America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was fun. It was exciting. My little lesbian uh, best friend, Tia, went out there and was like, the fireworks for us because the faggots didn't know how to i love it she was like i'm gonna tim thomas tool time this (laughs) she like set them all up and ran to each one and lit them real quick and then ran back fireworks shot off and then she would just kick them under the the first time you ever see her run no she's usually really good about running her mouth oh um jumping to conclusions and and stretching the uh stories but she would like kick the fireworks under the cars that were still hot yeah and who knows if they were fully spent uh and then michael's running around grabbing them all and cleaning up like the little homosexual that he is i just wanted to make sure the outside wasn't getting dirty it's a street michael no but like i just it reflects bad on the family if you leave a mess (sighs) but nobody would know they were ours i think they would one neighbor neighbor next door would one neighbor who was sitting outside with his friends pumping like hispanic music it sounded like in the heights over there Wow. Like the music they were playing sounded like the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it did. In the heights. Let's up by Washington. Let's up at the break of day. I wake up and I got this little punk I gotta chase away. CJ Crap thinks the he's a rapper. Uh, I'm candy a candy rapper. rapper. You can call me Eminem. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> I'm also a gift I was gonna rapper. call you Dr. Dreidel. Dr. Dreidel. Because he's a Jew. Yeah. Shalom, motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, he gets on the mic and says, Holla. Holla. Oh You're so God. stupid. I'm so done with you. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs>
thank you all for coming. It's been a great episode. Come it's on. another Tuesday. We're done. Oh, we also never introduced the podcast. This is the Cranston Bears. Oh yeah, hi. You, you know what it is if you're listening for the first, and if you're listening to it for the first time, I'm so sorry, sorry you chose this episode. <laughs> run, run away, turn it off, go away, turn it off, run away, go home, hide, unfollow us on Facebook, unfollow us on Facebook. Michael, I think you know this past Thursday we had another episode of Drag Race All Star Six. Did we? I know, right? Uh, streaming now on Paramount Plus. I was watching it while I stuffed gift bags. <laughs> Is that an innuendo? No, it's not an innuendo. I was physically stuffing gift bags. And besides, I don't stuff things. I get stuffed, second of all. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were a fucking stocking. Um, no, I'm a bottom. So I think we should do our quick little recap of this past episode. I think we should. Now it's off to the races. Okay, this fucking episode. I have been all over the place with my opinions on this episode. I'm going to just say this. This recap this recap i should say is not going to be as extensive as the one we did last week where we reviewed two episodes and did a whole episode for that one night of streaming this week the girls were challenged with coming up with their own kind of individual commercials as a group it's that same type of commercially challenge we get every season with different fucking products yeah so there was no mini challenge because of it, but all of the girls lined up in height order, and of course Ginger's the shortest on the show. Right. So she was first in Eureka's uh, fucking mountain. So she was last in the group, and then they all got separated. There was three groups that they separated into. We had the drag fixers, the drag exorcists, and then uh, the rent queen service. Uh, the first one that I just want to touch base was the drag fixers, which was Trinity K. Bonet, Pandora Box, Yara Sophia, and Raja O'Hara. Come on, scandal vibes being fixers. Right? The best way, like, Raja, I think, kind of described it the best by saying it was like a queer eye for the down bad drag queen. Right. So they would like, Yara was like a meaty tuck, so they fixed her with some duct tape. Trinity Cabonet had had uh, cliffhangers, which is their foot was bigger than the shoe, so they fixed that. And then the last one was their wig lines were terrible, so they duct taped them onto their head. It was cute. It was funny. I don't think it should have been the winning one, because to me, it was kind of meh. It was funny, but at the same time, it was meh. Uh, Trinity Cabonet was declared the actual winner of the full challenge. Do we agree with that? I do not. I don't either, but let's give her a win, you know. Yeah, we'll give her a win. Um, you, honestly, I think Raja should have won that challenge. I think... Yeah, in the group. It's in the group, they, they were judging every. They were judging yeah. as a group. So I think Roger should have won it. She was the, the strongest group. performer in that group. Yeah. Um. And then we went to the drag exorcist was which was Eureka, Scarlet Envy, and Kylie Sonique Love. Uh, it was terrible. It was bad. It was rough. It didn't make sense. Like the acting was subpar. They were the safe team this week because everyone was judged as teams. Like I said, basically Kylie and Scarlett were exercise people, but also exorcists, and they exercised Eureka. I it okay, um, sure. And then we go. Yeah, I don't. I she um, I, Eureka is just. I don't ever have any yeah. commentary on that. Yeah, it was it was a choice. Uh, and then we went to the Rent a Queen service, which was the last four, which was Ginger, Akira, Silky, and Jan. I'm sorry, Ginger should have won the challenge. If it was individual, yes, it was funny. People are still fucking talking about her and Richard's, Jan were great. People are still talking about Richard Slimmons, right? And I'm not just saying because she's my husband, but yeah, like individually, Ginger won it. If it wasn't group judged, it Ginger was, would have won the challenge, it hands was, down. Yeah, and then all four of them were in the in the bottom with the group. Unfortunately, which sucks in. because that means just Ginger was in the bottom by default. Yeah, yeah, it's it was kind of one of those like if you're not in the top, you're, the you're bottom. automatically in the bottom kind of things as a team. But once again, if you watched like uh, season seven, Ginger was in the bottom because of teams. 
Right, she's never been in the bottom by herself. And then we get to All-Star 6, and again, another time she's in the bottom because of a team. Right. What does this show us? Uh, Teamwork doesn't work. No, teamwork does not make the dream work at Drag Race, and it was just whatever. And then the teams voted for the bottom queen to go home, and this lip sync was... Can we talk about the lip sync real quickly? One of the most iconic entrances for lip sync I've ever seen. One of those iconic lip syncs, one of the most iconic entrances. Outfits outfits like just laganja she looked so good one of the most talented performers i've ever seen she fucking turned that lip sync she made the most iconic entrance for a lip sync assassin ever that will never be topped unless somebody like fucking comes from a helicopter or something right and then slayed fucking trinity and it was done she's such a fucking icon laganja in her own i've said she didn't come back for all-star six as like a contestant right just for the fact that she could be like come on all-star six let's get sickening but she did it for her her entrance I know, I know. Um, And then, unfortunately... Miss Silky Nutmeg Ganache was eliminated. I don't, it's neither here nor there for me. I'm not a big Silky fan, so. I think she's talented. She gets her in her own she's way. She's very talented. She gets th- in her own yes. way. Uh, but it doesn't take away the fact that she is extremely talented. Right, no, no, no. Does. I just don't prefer her. Yeah. Oh, I know. And being around her during, like, promo week, she very kind of opened up a lot and all this. She has a lot of insecurities as somebody who was basically shunned by the drag uh, side of everything everything right. once season 11 happened but i think this was the redemption she really really wanted and i think she got it she she seemed very genuine very human very emotional episode for her i'm uh-huh. sad to see her go but again love to game, watch her leave there's a game within a game so we never know what's gonna happen yeah what's gonna happen so, we'll what see they, soon. can they hear but tell us what they're doing i just want to know i'm dying i just want to know what this game within a game is but unfortunately she is gone it's like that thing from spy kids the dream within a dream who what where when and why you remember that do i do i do do, do you remember no, that I don't. If you're not a big Spy Kids fan, I was not. Oh, I just fun. remember Floop Song. That's about it. Floop Song. Yeah, Alan Cummings song in the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, Spy Kids was great, fantastic, unique. <laughs> Never been done before. Never been done before. Uh, we are gonna take a lovely they little break. The shit out of that series I, too. They, they're on, they just made a new one for really? Netflix. A Netflix series, an animated series. I can't. I can't. Megan Trainer's thankful for that movie. Did you start to see the pictures of Megan Trainer and fucking Daryl, whatever his name is, leaving the port, Darryl, the she- yeah, leaving the, the sex shop, leaving the sex shop with a bag full of dildos. Yep. Come on, spice up your life, sis. All right, Michael, do what you were gonna say. Anyways, I think we're gonna take a commercial break, and we'll be back shortly. Have you ever been home alone and stuck in a sticky situation? Oh, oh, oh here. Oh. Let me help you with that. Oh, thanks, girl. Can you get my bag? Sure. Oh. Have you ever needed a helping hand? First time using hands. I thought I'd never get this bottom. <laughs> Here at Rack, we, we got, got your back. back. Rack is an all-drag queen escort service. Uh-uh-uh, social companion service. <laughs> Go f*** yourself. Providing beauties of all shapes and sizes to fill the gaping hole in your social calendar. Our services include, but are extremely limited to, archery, bus driving, synchronized (laughs) swimming, snake charming, TV and VCR repair. But don't just take our word for it. Here are some testimonials of our satisfied customers. My doctor told me I needed to lose a few pounds, so I called Rent-A-Queen for my own personal chef. And look at me now. I didn't lose any weight, but I gained a whole sense of self. Thanks, Rena Queen. 
I needed a luscious lady friend to convince my family I was straight enough to stay in my grandfather's will. That's why Rent-A-Queen sent me Sobbing Sally. <laughs> this is so sad. We also do Southern funerals. For seven, see, easy payments of $69.69, Rent-A-Queen can be yours for the day. We also rent by the hour. Our operators are standing by. <laughs> Our operators are sitting by. <laughs> no butterflies were harmed in the making of this commercial. Duct tape not included. Experiencing Bears, the podcast. <laughs>So, Michael, the other day I was sitting on Instagram and I got this weird message from somebody that was like, I don't even say it was a meme because it wasn't really a meme because memes are funny. Right. It was more of like a, a read of social things. Okay. That's the best way to say it. Like a kind of like a narrative on the social things. Um, And it was about body positivity. Okay. And it was like this... Really thin, supermodel-esque person with this, like, scroggly, injured person. And it was saying how, like, body positivity is this and not what we all go out and, and kind of preach about body positivity. And it was how, like, oh, I overcame so many things in my life and now look at me. And then it's, like, the scrawny little person going, oh, I got into a car accident and I hurt myself and I want to be like you. Compared to this overweight, fat person that's like, I love me. We should love each other because we're fat. That's my fat person voice right. for this narrative. And it just kind of got me really thinking about, like, what kind of is the narrative of the body positivity movement? Like, I'm very body positive. I'm one of the, like, the, in, in the way I look at it in my bubble, kind of like that person that people look up to and go, wow, you're very confident in who you are, what you stand for, what you look like, all this other stuff. Even though you are a huskier person and a hairier person, you just don't really give a shit what other people think. You go out there and you take your shirt off and you post all these, like, videos and photos on socials and you post naked on the internet and all this other stuff without giving two fucks what anybody else thinks. In your mind, Michael, yes, what is kind of like your stance on that body positivity movement? What do you think it stands for and kind of where we are right now with it? I think it stands for loving everybody as who they are and what they bring to the table. I don't think it's meant to glorify unhealthiness or it's meant to glorify like just being unhealthy or gluttonous or being anything like that. I think people hear body positivity and they get the wrong mindset where they're like, oh, they're just glorifying people just being fat from sick of being fat or being unhealthy when truth is you can be over you can be overweight and you can be huskier and you can be bigger and be healthy and not have health problems and not have anything like that so i think the main thing body positivity is just loving everybody for who they are and what they bring to the table and not boxing them in on what we think is okay and what we think is not okay no 100 i i'm in kind of like that idea that the body positivity isn't necessarily hey we're fat accept us it's more about kind of empowering individuals no matter what they look like right to feel confident in who they are and to go out there and say yeah I look like this, but at the end of the day, I don't care what you think I look like. I'm confident and I'm happy with who I am. And they go out there and they show it off every day. I look at people like Lizzo. She is on the huskier side, but she wears...
wears these things that make her feel beautiful. And gorgeous and sexy and, and gorgeous stunning. and sexy and shows up on the cover of... She was on Elle, right? Elle and Vogue. She was on the cover Yeah, Vogue. and just shows that, like, yes, she's a big girl, but she don't give a fuck. She's gonna go out there and look beautiful. But I also feel like the body positivity movement gets a really bad kind of rap because it goes back to the people who think that they're just empowering fat people to stay fat. And, you know, you guys had the same discussion on your old podcast, and it was very much a, I don't believe in this because fat people shouldn't be fat. Be fat. They shouldn't celebrate the fact they're fat. When the person that had that opinion was fat. Yeah, and hairy. Right. On his body, not on his head. And I think it's kind of sad that we still live in a world where that is the go-to. Right. Instead of just celebrating everybody. But I also feel like thin people can also have body positivity, and it doesn't necessarily need to always be the plus-size community. Because I feel like we focus on the plus-size community because both of us are plus-size people. Right. We're both in the bear community. And it's one of those communities that really needs the positive push to be like, hey, you look like this, but you're still beautiful. Whether it's a physical beauty in some way, finding something about somebody in a physical way and going, you're beautiful. Like, your eyes are beautiful. Your face right. is beautiful. Or, like, a mental beauty of, like, you're confident, you're smart, you're funny, you're charismatic. It, I think that also goes into the body positivity kind of movement as well. Right, and I think, like I said, with the bear community, you need to shine that spotlight sometimes because it is such an underrepresented community and such a community that's not always at the forefront of people's minds. Yeah. That, that is one of the communities that does need it. But in the same thing, you know, people that are extremely skinny or hear things like, in the same way we hear things about lose some weight, get in shape, blah, blah, blah. Eat they a hear, salad. Right, they hear things, or eat a salad, right. They hear things like, eat a cheeseburger, you're too skinny, you're yeah. too short, like that kind of thing. So I think with the body positivity movement, it's not just about celebrating the big people or the skinny people. It's about encompassing everything and loving the skin you're in. You know what Dub says, love the skin you're in. Yeah, we look at these brands like Abercrombie, Hollister, Hollister at Express, even like the Gap and um, Old Navy, like Old Navy stuff, they focus so much on that thin, perfect, like, like size 22 jean or less and that medium to small shirt person as like their spokesperson. It's like their target model, right? Yeah. And like even fashion brands like Marc Jacobs and Yves Saint Laurent and like all these Gucci and Fendi yeah, and Prada and like only the- focus on that thin person because that's who they want wearing their clothes but they miss a whole target audience of people like myself like you who want to be fashionable right and wear these fashion forward kind of conceptual outfits outfits but they don't make it in our size so we're stuck wearing frumpy shirts or target polos or target jeans or target uh shorts and it just kind of disheartens because then when you get a brand that focuses on plus size individuals like there are multiple ones like bare skin and Chubbies. Yeah. They focus on making things that work for larger people. They're expensive. They're stretch. They are older fashion. So like Bearskin is heavily focused on like plaids and and stuff like that. Or Chubbies is very much bright colored stuff. And as a fat person, I'm not going to go out in a bright blue shirt with pink polka dots on it. Right. That accentuates a, a lot of things that we as, you know, heavier individuals don't like to necessarily show off. But if bigger brands started doing things like including plus size models, I think they open themselves up to being more accessible to everybody. Actually, that's like one of my favorite stores, Zara. I can't fit in anything but their t-shirts. They're the only thing I can fit yeah. I can fit into their shoes, their accessories, and their fucking t-shirts. Well, it's like, we, we're really good friends with Gidget Galore here in Orlando, and she made a joke 
joke the other day how she like walked into Express and wanted to buy something and asked to be directed to something in her size and they directed her to the socks and underwear. Right. It really like, while we laugh at that and go, that's funny. It's, it's true. It's the truth. I can't fit into a single thing at Express. Even their XL stuff fits on me like a fucking medium. I can just barely squeeze into an XL shirt at Express, but if I put on one more pound, it's done for. Yeah, like I used to love going to Express. I used to be thinner, obviously. But now it's like I could buy their body wash and like their ties. Right. That's about like it. a baseball hat and sunglasses. <laughs> exactly. Like don't look at me when I walk in here. But it's also so weird when we walk into Abercrombie and Fitch because like one of Ginger's favorite man smells is that Abercrombie cologne. Oh, it's such a good cologne. Like when you first walk in that whiff you get, we walk in and people look at us and I know they're looking at us going, oh, they're in here to buy cologne. Oh, yeah. So, oh, right. Because <laughs> one pant leg will fit me. I have one bought one entire piece of clothing from Abercrombie in my entire life, and it was T-shirt? no. I bought a pair of jeans, bought a pair of jeans like cut off jean shorts, and they were like I had to buy them like online. I had to go to the store, try them on. They did my size, so I had to order them online and have them sent to my house in a big people's eyes. But I think that's kind of telling. Also, like the stores don't hold necessarily every size, which I and get. I, I didn't understand. need that big of a size. I needed a thirty-eight. But at Abercrombie, that's like that's like a, a forty-six, yeah, right? That's like a seven X. Right. They only carry up to thirty-four in the store. That's sad. Yeah. Because like I get space is a commodity in these stores, and like there's more space online because they have warehouses and stuff like that all over the country. And again, right. But at the same time, it's like fat people like to wear clothes too. So maybe you should start carrying their fucking sizes. Just a couple, Jesus. Just a couple. Like even if you don't put them out, you keep them in the back. Like I just it. It really, really bothers me. But we want to hear from you. If you are a plus-size individual out there in the world, let us know how you feel about, like, the whole idea of body positivity. If you've ever been body-shamed, if you're kind of in the same boat with us when it comes to fashion brands, let us know. Shout out on our socials at Queenstein Bears Podcast on Instagram or Twitter. You can also go to our website and hit the contact button. Fill out that little form. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. We're not done about this topic, but I think, Michael, we should take a quick break before we go into the rest of this topic. Bareback is an LGBTQ plus lifestyle brand that welcomes all tribes. They offer over 950 original products ranging from top quality lube, cum towels, shirts, hats, face masks, stickers, and a new product category arriving July 7th. If you head over to barebackgear.com and type in the code GUMMYBEAR, you'll receive 10% off your entire purchase order. That is an incredible deal, if you ask me. That means you can get the best lube ever for only $45. What? Go get it. It is an amazing deal. Please go support an amazing person and his company. I can promise you that you will never regret going bareback. Berenstein Bears, the podcast. So the other really big thing that bothers me with like the body positivity movement and like being body positive, which is something that I've struggled with for a long time and haven't until recently like felt comfortable in my own skin and whatnot. Have you ever like posted a picture of yourself and gotten it removed on Instagram because somebody's reported it? Oh, all the time. I will post a shirtless photo and I will feel so fucking sexy and look so good. And like I'll get and I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just being blunt and honest. There'll be like four or five hundred likes on the photo on Instagram, maybe like a hundred comments, and then poof. Disappears. It disappears. Same thing happens to me. I put that up. I get a couple hundred likes on a picture, and boom, I get reported and taken down. And that's the big thing that bothers me is like, I know people for it to get taken down are going and reporting it. 
But do you think it's people reporting it, or do you think it's simply like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter? Oh, not Twitter, because Twitter don't give a fuck. Do you think it's the people who work at Facebook and Instagram who are looking and like scouring, and they have like an algorithm that kind of automatically flags it for review, and then they review it and remove it? Or do you think it's honestly someone on your on your friends list going and going, I don't like this? I think it's somebody reporting it. I'm convinced. Really? Yes, because a lot of it is... Based a lot of it, also, the language that's used in the pull downs, like the pull down report, is you've been reported or someone didn't like your photo or something like that. But that's kind of shitty because it's like they obviously follow you because of who you are, and they, they click on, they literally have to go in and click that follow button. Right, but I noticed that it gets pulled on Instagram more than it is on Facebook, and I feel like on Instagram it's more inclined for the reports because if I hashtag my picture or anything, if someone clicks on that hashtag, I'll show up on their feed if they're not following me, and they can report the picture from there. Yeah, I, I guess. I see it too but I also look at it and go you know I think it's also Instagram and Facebook like I said before having this algorithm where they see certain hashtags and they automatically go and look at that hashtag so like if you put like body positivity as a hashtag I feel like they're more inclined to go look at that thing to ensure that I'm not naked. You're not dick naked. Out. You're not doing all that kind of stuff. Or if you put like Insta gay or like Insta homo gays or Instagram yeah, or like something bears like, of Instagram yeah like something like that I feel like their algorithm will tag it look at it and go okay we don't like this because it doesn't necessarily fit the target market that we're going for because why can somebody and i'm going to compare us to a celebrity right now why can somebody like kim kardashian or cardi b put a photo up on instagram of their tits half out showing but the minute we put up a photo of us barely like without a shirt on instant take or like when you copied that adam levine picture yeah that's the best thing. I copied the Adam Levine photo with his with hands, the hands all with over the hand, with the hands over his crotch, and Adam Levine's is still up and has been up since he posted it with millions of likes on it. Obviously, he's Adam Levine, but I put it up comparing the both of us, and mine got taken down almost immediately. Within five minutes of me putting up the photo, it was gone, and it was this post violates our community standards Immunity, or whatever. It is. Right. Uh, for nudity and i fought it and said hey there's nothing showing on my photo you can't see my dick you can't see an outline on my dick there's nothing there that says here's my dick for all they know i was wearing a nude bathing suit that i edited out and there was just hands blocking it i said my photo is exactly the same thing that adam levine posted if mine gets taken down why isn't his getting taken down because technically his violates the same thing as well they responded with saying unfortunately these are community standards anything that may insinuate all this guess whose photo is still up adam levine yep and it's because he's a celebrity and obviously they want to make sure that the celebrities are using their platform because those are the people that are bringing them in hundreds and thousands right. of millions of followers but at the same time there's that double standard because I am a plus size person who was feeling his fucking oats and felt sexy as fuck and it's gone and I can if I upload it again my, my Instagram will be taken down well that's like the one with me and the jockstrap you know it's a front facing photo you don't see my dick you don't see anything it's me shirtless in a jockstrap yep. and got taken down for nudity violence violation but yet there's a bunch of twinks that have that same photo right there's a bunch of twinks that have that same photo that show their ass that show x y and z and get away with it because they're because they're skinnier and the you know the kind of the look that instagram goes for and the aesthetic that they want on their platform yeah but it's also kind of sad because like i have been petty and have reported people who have posted things oh, that same, are, same. <laughs> that are completely against community standards like they're fucking assholes or like a dick or like something that's very definitely not against community standards just to see what instagram does and i get the, the the reply that goes this does not go against our community right standards. all the time and i'm like but my photo which is completely covering any kind of genitalia is a no-no or the photo where like i have my shirt off and i don't have pants on and you can slightly see right under my belly where like a v would normally be on a thin person you can see that my pants are a little bit lower 
Right. And that's a no-no. Or my favorite report that ever went through was I did an ad for Bearskin where Ginger was looking like she was sucking my dick and they took it down. I mean, we fought it and won and got it back. But it goes back to the we're not thin, we're not pretty to to a standard. Right. And they don't like it. Right. It just goes to show that they have a very clear, concise idea of what they want on their platform in their minds and they're going to keep that narrative to any means they can. But it goes also to like these magazines. Like Lizzo got hate hate for simply going onto a magazine because she was beautiful and she's plus size but it's also like it took how long to finally get somebody who is plus size on like the cover of vogue right exactly someone like lizzo to be on a cover like that yeah or on l magazine and there are still other magazines that refuse to do that i i can't name one plus size male who has ever been on the gq cover me neither never i couldn't name one or a plus size male on the cover, cover of rolling stone or rolling stone or, or rolling stone like well i think meat meatloaf was on the cover of rolling stone okay maybe he considers plus size but that was like the 80s when he was like huge and they had kind of no choice but to put him on the cover but again it goes back to we are ostracized simply because of our size i am in pinnacle health right ginger pinnacle health michael good health um, shut up <laughs> But I can sit here and run circles around people when it comes to health. I eat decently. I exercise maybe once or twice a week. I wouldn't say I'm fucking going to the gym, but I run up and down these stairs left and right. I'm running all over the fucking place. I'm doing things that keep my heart rate up. Right. We go to Disney at least once or twice a week, and that's a mile of fucking walking just to get into the park. And I'm considered healthy. I am overweight, but I'm still healthy. I was this size when I was fucking wrestling. Right, exactly. Um... And it's just, it, it really disheartened me that our community and even the gay community is still very much against fat people. Right. And I feel like we're not alone. A lot of people have suffered with this. And that's why we want to hear from the from the lovely audience. What has happened to you and why are you body positive? Yeah, let us know if you've had any uh, photos taken down simply because you're fat, simply because you're hairy, simply because you don't really fit that beauty norm. Uh, you can sound off in the comments on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can even go to our website, queensteenbearspodcast.com. Hit that contact button. Fill out that form. Let us know how you feel. Should we uh, take a little break? I feel like we just took a break, Michael. Did we? I feel like we should take one more and then we should wrap it on up with our friends. Yeah? Yeah. You're listening to Quarantine Bears, the podcast. CJ, what I up? am your father. Thank, I hope not. That would be real awkward. <laughs> yeah, well, Mainly because you're younger than I am. Also that. <laughs> Not by much. <laughs> by a full, by over a year. A year and a half. Yeah. That'd be real weird if you were my dad. Magic. Oh, Strange time magic. Um, we were having a contest over the last month for June uh, where we would say a password over the podcast. You would go onto Queen Bears podcast, hit the contest button, put in that passcode and fill out the form. Michael, we have a winner. Who's our lovely winner? Um, he is somebody who, and by the way, this is all kind of random. I got all the emails. I put them on the spinner thingy and, and this person was chosen. A randomizer. It was a randomizer. Thank you. This person, it's kind of funny that they won because they are probably one of the biggest supporters of the podcast and I'm glad this person won. Luke McAvoy from Ireland won. Come on, girl. Right? So Luke, uh, stay tuned. You'll be getting a $20 Amazon gift card to your email uh, within the next week or so. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that. I'm so happy you won. Yay. Uh, yay. Uh, we'll be giving some more things away as the year progresses. So don't worry if you missed out on this one or the last one we did. We'll be doing some more. We're doing more. Don't worry about it. Uh, but Michael, bear with me for a moment. Yes. If you feel the need to text me, email me, Facebook message me, 
call me um, or anything like that after not hearing from you for a couple of months uh, and bitch to me about something that I did, uh, go fuck yourself. Simply as that. I am a professional person. I carry myself very well. And I am a huge supporter, and I can attest for this for Ginger as well, of giving people chances. We have given many people many chances over the course of our relationship, over the course of our professional lives, you know, with me at Universal and her being a professional drag queen. We have given people chances left and right. If somebody comes to me who doesn't necessarily always work in Orlando and kind of wants to experience the scene here, I am more than welcome and more than willing to give them an opportunity. Don't try to come for me when I give this person the opportunity because they're probably more deserving than you are. Also, if they decide to show up to one of our shows, they pay to be there. I'm not going to turn away their fucking money. That'd be stupid. They're paying my bills. You're not. So, don't try it. Because it, it looks stupid. You look foolish. You look dumb. Just mind your own fucking business. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. And that's on period. That's on period. I said what I said. I said what I said. Bitch. Well, my that is good. Oh, well, you're welcome. This is why you should always go first. Because I always feel like I go first. And then you do yours. And I'm like, oh, that's it. Mm, yeah. That's cute. Bear with me for a moment, CJ. I'm barren. If you're going to go ahead and go on the internet and see someone's picture that they're very proud of or very excited of, and you're going to go report that photo simply because you don't agree with the way they look or you don't, you're don't, you not attracted to them or they're not your type, go fuck yourself. Boom. Honestly, Bitch. let people live their lives. Let people be happy. Let people feel their fantasy and feel their oats because at the end of the day, you're fucking sad and pathetic and alone reporting people's pictures on Instagram and we actually enjoy our lives and have fun. So, fuck you. Boom. You know what I wish Instagram and Facebook were start doing? What? Telling us who did it. Never, never going to happen. <laughs> I want to know because then I want to go to their page and be like, hey, listen, dude. Uh, why your titties out? Bro, I just saw that you reported this. Fuck uh, you. Catch me outside. How about slop that? Out, slop on my knob, bro. Slop on my knob. Corner Anyways, hi. Uh, I think we should go home now. Um, well, I am home. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, sing us out, Michael. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Michael's here. CJ's here. See you next Tuesday. Follow us on social. Bye. Bye. Bears the podcast. <laughs>